Welcome to Rainbow Soul Vodcast, where our soul astrology comes forward to help you manage your everyday life with forecasts and deep dives on natal charts and queer perspectives on the planets, transits, and more. A group discussion about upcoming transits with tips on how to read these transits in your own chart. Hollis offers years of wisdom and natal chart knowledge with Brighthawk's positive perspective and lacrosse's inquiry. We offer the complete queer astrology experience. Welcome to Rainbow Soul. Please help us by subscribing, sharing, and commenting and reviewing. You can also learn where else Rainbow Soul is offered on our website at rainbowsoul.show. Welcome to Rainbow Soul Soul Astrology. We are so glad you're here and we're we're doing a forecast for December 19th to December 25th. And so we hope you'll take this moment to uh, listen and prepare yourself for the upcoming week and the upcoming transits and and just be open-minded and be willing to listen. My name is Hollis Taylor, and I'm one of the astrologers on the show. And um, you can get readings from me and everything like that from divineandrogen.com. You can find the name of the website and how to spell it and whatnot in the description. Hi there, good to be back. It's Brighthawk. Uh, you can learn more about me at brighthawkproductions.com. I am an author, a storyteller, and a musician, and an astrologer, and delighted to be here with you at Rainbow Soul, Soul Astrology. Yeah, so we don't have lacrosse with us this week, unfortunately. We definitely miss our brother. Um, he is uh, he is off visiting his, his children, I believe, and um, so... Uh, we wish him safe travels and happiness uh, with his family. This is the time to do it. So I'm glad that he's getting the opportunity to do that. In the meantime, uh, we're going to take a minute to take a few breaths and ground ourselves. If you have just a minute to sit quietly, your bottom on the floor. Some nice deep breath. On your next breath, just blow out until you have nothing left to blow out. take a moment to take a little visual with me and as you look up into the sky onto the stars and take in the vast expansion of the stars 
thoughts and everything that exists above us. And maybe you could imagine one of your constellations. And the understanding that these constellations mostly mark a zodiac, a zodiac symbol. Aquarius or Libra who wants to balance the scales or Leo that would love to lead with nobility to nurture and bring forth the earth for all of us. And Cancer that has a soft, mushy inside and carries around their home right on their back. Gemini, which brings the transitions and the many faces of us all, and announcements, and broadcasting, and intelligence. Taurus that holds us all with consistent and regular love and regular consistency and watery feelings of Pisces that raises us to new levels of spirituality. And Aquarius that inspires us to new technologies Quality amongst all of us. 
Capricorn that holds us in strength and stability and consistency. us transform. Transform from one to another. And we are inspired by all of these constellations, all of these zodiac teach us purpose, its own way, its own signature, and in that we can celebrate the light in each one of them. on the floor, our bottoms in the seats, and we can feel connected to the planet Earth, knowing that our map to our lives lies in the stars, and we can be grateful for that wisdom. deep breath and open your eyes, stretch your fingers, and take a moment to come into your here and now.
Thank you, Brighthawk. That's beautiful music. <clears throat> My pleasure. So this week, uh, we are going to be focusing on, um, on the, essentially the week leading up to uh, the holiday. So um, regardless of whether you celebrate on the 25th or the 20th, depending on who, you know, what your experience is like, um, it should be an interesting time. <laughs> I'm just going to say. <laughs> um, okay. So let's just get started, okay? And, uh, you know, make sure you comment or let us know about your own chart. We'd love to hear about it. We'd love to hear how these transits work for you. And um, let us know if you have feedback, if you want more of something or less of something. Please let us know. We're here. We have open minds. No worries. We won't be insulted. Okay. And December the 19th is where we're going to begin. And uh, as I looked at this day, I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> um, and I was a little like, oh, okay. Um, but there's just, there's two cradles. So that's really good because we're going to kick off that week, this week with a feeling of being held because that's pretty much what cradles are. They pretty much allow you to feel supported and held um, in your process, whatever that might be. And with two yods and a rectangle, I imagine that those are going to be uh, very destined and and uh, necessary. So it's going to hold you in that. And with the Palace of Fortune in Taurus, take a look at your chart, find out where Taurus is, and that area of your life, if you have some projects that need to come to an end, you need to sign a contract or you need to say something or do something to finalize something or move something forward, now's the time because you will be fortunate in that on the 19th and the 20th actually. So you have like a two day window with the Palace of Fortune there, especially anything that has to do with money or fortune, okay? And the, the biggest challenge on the day is the T-square with uh, Jupiter and the Sun in Sagittarius and Ceres in Libra. Um, Ceres is actually at zero degrees Libra. So uh, with Jupiter and Pisces, you know, they're going to be in opposition. So I would tap into that Sag energy. I would try to tap into the charming, into the positive energy instead of getting caught in that, um, that push-pull of the opposition of Jupiter in Ceres. So, and the rest of it, I would just allow yourself to be hold, held on this day. And like I said, if you have any business around wherever Taurus is in your, um, in your chart, take a look, find out what house Taurus is in. And then if you have anything going on in that area that you need to attend to these next two days, that's the day. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Well, you have a spiritual waning moon in Scorpio. Okay. And so it's the last phase of the crescent moon. We're going to have a new moon on the 23rd. That'll be the big news about the moon this week. It'll be a new moon on um, the 23rd. And so it's really a, a spiritual moon on this day. And with that yod, with the two yods 
involving um, Chiron and Mars and Venus and the uh, Mars uh, healers uh, and relationships. It could be healing for relationships. It could be a really great time for the spiritual nature of the moon to assist in the in the whatever actions are being whatever actions you might need to take with both the yods and that faded energy again so yeah. it's one of those you know sit in your cradle and we're all on for the ride right it will definitely soften the ride on that day and uh so especially if you just stay engaged in that sagittarius energy it will be so much easier and you know this is like the day before the solstice um so you know the solstice is going to happen yule will happen on the 20th so happy yule on this day and um again it's actually going to be a beautiful day really with the grand trine um involving scorpio and pisces cancer and aries you know like in those areas of your life things are just going to go really easy okay things are just going to be super easy you now uh you might uh with the kite and the t-square there might be a little bit of transitionary stuff or things that you need to engage in again stay stay uh engaged in that that sagittarius energy that charming easygoing fun loving type of energy because that will that will really take you where you want to go and you know um with a rectangle still there and the grand trine the thing about it is that the nodes are going to go back retrograde so they've been forward for a little while and now they're going to go retrograde what does that mean it usually means like there will be some sort of transition with maybe your destiny or something like that they've just kind of gone over and reviewed things a little bit they're usually retrograde so so now they're kind of going back to normal so it's actually kind of when they go forward it's usually to review something and then they go retrograde again so <laughs> so um that's kind of way it happens with them so how about on the 20th for you so the 20th it's still a waning crescent moon in scorpio and um you know you've pointed out that grand trine that's the main thing uh you know the trine with lilith uh i think is you know that that's pretty big energy palace mm -hmm. athena lilith neptune jupiter the moon that's pretty big uh but Sounds it's very a blessing spiritual. yeah it feels mm -hmm. very spiritual very um uh what are you dreaming about what what do you want to amplify you know jupiter is starting to enter aries that's uh you know zero degrees aries that's a big mm -hmm. deal so um <clears throat> yeah and the kite as you say if you're in the right if you're holding the string correctly we take flight so let's fly yeah and if and when jupiter is entering aries you know that's going to be great ideas that's going to be new new ideas that's going to be moving forward with things getting things done and it depends on where is aries in your chart so just take a look and see where aries is in your chart and make sure that it's engaging you know just be aware that jupiter is going to be moving there and so jupiter is very much about 
expansion. It's about good luck. Um, and it's very much about like philosophies and uh, even spirituality and spiritual thinking and things like that. Consciousness, consciousness. Okay, so uh, pay attention to where Jupiter is. It will actually move in on that day. All right, so what an interesting happy Yule. <laughs> <laughs> so. Ta -da! And of course, the big thing that happens on the 21st, the moon goes, uh, the sun goes into Capricorn, right? So that's the happy birthday, Capricorn. And um, of course, uh, that would be a dark moon that day uh, for uh, the moon. And um, had a lot of square energies, yeah? A lot of squares. Two T squares with the the one with uh, the Ju with Jupiter, Ceres, and the Sun. They're all at zero degrees. So like immediately, I'm like Jupiter and Aries at zero degrees, Sun at zero degrees, Capricorn, Ceres at zero degrees, Libra. Okay, so what I'm gonna suggest there <laughs> is that and the moon you, crosses right over there. You know that, right? <laughs> you just you just okay. The moon's at what degree? uh well it it's always moving right, right. so it'll um it'll become a new moon in capricorn okay so it's at the very last degrees of of sagittarius on the 21st okay and then the eat you know the morning of the 22nd like depending so by the on where you day. are on the planet right uh, -huh. uh you're you're looking at uh it's switching over into capricorn and that's of course you know a sun moon conjunction is what makes a new moon right uh, duh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh so that's that's okay. what's happening there so the, so so yeah with that happening i would be engaging um more of that capricorn energy so stay focused if you got work to do try to stay focused on your work um start to try to stay focused on getting things done in the practical earth energy Try not to be too stubborn, but uh, that's probably better than engaging in the other energies. And, you know, with the moon and the T-square, the moon will have been, you know, in Sag earlier in the day. So I guess it'll move out of that T-square by the end of the day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the, the yeah. moon in Sagittarius, it sparkles. <laughs> The moon in Sagittarius is adventurous and optimistic and exuberant and open-minded and sincere. The challenging side of a moon in Sagittarius could be restless or extravagant or irresponsible, careless, could be uncommitted. But the truth of the matter is, is the sun is sparkling in Sagittarius. <laughs> it's insightful, it's intelligent, it's quick-witted, very thoughtful. Uh, and so, yeah, the moon sparkles and Sag. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that's what's going on there. And it's going to be in opposition to that Mars and Gemini. So right. you could be feeling a little bit of opposition mm -hmm. between the sparkly energy and the fighting argumentative energy. I could totally see that happening. <laughs> um, I would just stay dedicated to your spiritual path. Uh, just stay engaged in your spirituality. Um, try not to get too caught up in one way or the other, uh, and you'll probably be okay. 
<laughs> and with the rectangle there, you know, a uh, rectangle on that day, that's probably going to be a completion of some sort of project or some sort of uh, destiny or something like that. And the Palace of Fortune in Aquarius. So now, uh, as the Palace of Fortune moves into Aquarius, you want to look and see where is Aquarius on my on you know on there and you want to finish up anything that has to do with work especially anything that has to do with like technology or the collective consciousness um you know so if you do video like youtube videos or something like that then you want to get that out of there um at least on the 21st and the 22nd because you'll have i think you have two days no that's right that's what I was remembering. Okay, so the Palace of Fortune is actually comes in the late night of the 20th and is is not there quite two days like it usually does. It just moves through Aquarius pretty fast this time. But whatever you wherever your Aquarius is, you want to try to finish it up on the 20th, 21st. Okay. Yeah, because you also have a dark moon. And so the end of a moon cycle is always the shedding, the releasing, the you know, we're planting the seedbed for what comes next. And so it's all about the finishing up, letting go, releasing, whatever it is that what you've been working on, wrap it up because we're coming to a new moon and a new cycle. And, you know, this mm -hmm. is what we want to do at this time. Right. Right. And on the 22nd, um, again, you know, that T-square, is still kind of going on over there with uh, the Ju Jupiter, Sun, and Ceres. Um, and, you know, Jupiter's just entering Aries. And so, and the Sun is um, in, Ca in Capricorn at this point, deeply in Capricorn, or just starting to get deeply in Capricorn. Um, so it's at a whole one degree, and Ceres at one degree Libra. So I feel like that's a very similar energy that we talked before but but we're going to start it's you know it's starting to feel still very destined because of the rectangle and the yod yeah so i think that's really going to influence things because jupiter is part of that yod and so is C sorry jupiter and ceres are part of the rectangle and i think that that's going to any like struggle you might have with that um, is probably going to be rectified or finished up with that rectangle. You'll have the good destiny. You'll be able to you'll be able to close that up for yourself. And with the yod, the palace in Cancer, and Saturn in Aquarius, and the Moon in Sag, um, it's it's going to really push for you know you to move forward and go forward towards this you know, whatever destiny that's going on for you. So you can look for Cancer, Aquarius, and Sagittarius. That's the yod. You want to look for that in your chart and see where those areas of your life, like what houses are they in, okay? Yeah, I think there's a conversation in the stars going on about what you value. What are you dreaming of? What If you could have what you want, what would you want? Like focusing on what you really want to have because there's a conversation happening in a square where the moon is squaring Neptune and Juno and Jupiter. Mm. So when we have squares, those are decisions, those are conversations, those are be curious. What do I really want? What do I really need? What, do, what, 
Juno is about loyalty. Jupiter is about expansion. And Neptune is about your dreams. So expanding on your dreams and what are you, what are you valuing? What are you, um, uh, what do you want more of? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Jupiter's about more. So what do you want more of? What do you love and you want more of that? Let the universe know. It's a good time to let the universe know. Yeah, and with the Palace of Fortune in Pisces, if you have anything going on in the Pisces area of your life, this is where you want to focus um, wherever Pisces is in your chart. So, you know, like the first house is your personal identity. If you uh, notice that it's in the first house, your second house is about money and values. And the third house is like communication. So, you know, just pay attention to what house it's in. If it's Pisces, it's 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 going to be very spiritual, probably spiritually connected. So if you have anything going on, if you're a, if you run a spiritual business, you're a psychic or anything like that, this is a good day to tap into that energy, especially like, you know, depending on what what house it's in. You know, if it's in your house of work, like the sixth house or something like that, that's a good time to engage it. Now, the thing that concerns me a little bit is um, is Chiron stations. Um, so Chiron's going to kind of stop. And I feel like when 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 planets and asteroids stop, they kind of halt the energy for a minute for like a day or two, you know, mm. um, it just kind of does that, right? <laughs> and Chiron uh, is is an interesting story because it's about the wounded healer. You know, Chiron is very much about about what have we been through and uh, what have we healed to the best of our ability, and now we can maybe help others. And that's really the story of Chiron is being able to help others. And that's the wounded healer, right? So um, if there's if you if you identify particularly strongly with Chiron, you may notice this energy and it may come up with like if you're in a healing process right now from grief or 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 trauma or anything like that, then you might feel a little stuck or a little slowed down this day. Um, so you want to stay engaged with um, that sun and Capricorn energy, which kind of reminds me of the bull who just keeps going. And uh, so, you know, well, if you're going through hell, don't stop. OK, so um, if the 22nd, if the 22nd is a challenging day, I'm going to guess that you're engaged with that Chiron stationing energy. So you could just feel that just know that it will get going again. Um, it's just like the very next day or something. It's just on this day. It's not a very long stationing. It's just like a day or so. And it's just enough to make, if you're having a, if you're doing a healing process around trauma, you could feel kind of lulled on this day. Mm. So you could feel kind of down or depressed or hopeless or something like that. Okay. Mm. Just try not to engage in that energy. Just try to find things that, that, you know, soothe you, that self-care. Yeah, and I just, what comes to mind for me is healing is often three steps forward, two steps back. Right. And with Mars retrograde in Gemini, everything's got to be done twice. So if there's that feeling of lethargy or three steps forward, two steps back, 
that's why we do what we do here <laughs> is yeah. to let you know don't beat yourself up you're not alone just give yourself a break today <laughs> yeah exactly just give yourself a little break give yourself some extra self-care take a long bath or something okay <laughs> and uh just just take extra care of yourself have a cup of rose tea or something there you go okay and um okay and the december 23rd there's going to be a party in capricorn boy oh boy is there a party in capricorn so the moon enters capricorn it becomes a new moon in capricorn because now we have the sun and the moon at zero capricorn <clears throat> depending on where you are on the planet uh, it'll be in the early morning hours of the 23rd uh, and we know that Capricorn is very determined, very responsible, very disciplined, patient, committed. Traditional. Traditional. Since we're coming up on the holidays, that will probably come up. Mm. So, you know, and on the challenging side of a Capricorn moon, or Capricorn sun for that matter, can be rigid, can be pessimistic, can be opinionated, can be materialistic or over exacting. This is when I find it very interesting as a person who calls myself a Sagicorn, where Sagittarius is known for being very optimistic and, and Capricorn is very down to earth and the, some people could perceive that as being pessimistic or cool or practical realism, you know, I'm a realist, you know, I'm a skeptic, whatever. Capricorn can be um, very, very different than Sag that way. And um, so as a Sagicorn, I've really thought about that. A Sagicorn, you should tell them what that means. Well, I'm on the cusp. I'm on the cusp of Sagittarius and Capricorn. I'm 29 degrees Sagittarius. I'm the winter solstice baby, so, you know. So if you are on the cusp of two signs, if you are going, wait a minute, I think I might be on the cusp of whatever, um there are great things you could just google it um and you know and there's a couple of days there it's usually the like last two or three days two degrees in either direction yeah it's it's a, okay so it's two degrees in either direction so you might want to look at where your sun is is it in the middle of the sign or is it at 29 degrees or okay or zero degrees that means you're going to be on the cusp and um there's a lot there's of course you know a cusp for each zodiac sign on each side of itself so you know you can be any kind of cusp bright hawk happens to be a, a sagicorn so she's part sagittarius part capricorn and she really is she really does have uh traits from both sides now some people some people i've met uh my uh for instance my uh grandchild is a pisces aries cusp and every time i even think about it i'm like oh my goodness that's water and fire in the same person okay and so you can imagine that she gets really mad and cries about it or um gets really mad that she's crying okay and so um i mean she's just a child but you know so that's kind of her personality and that's just that's the way it is um so you know pisces aries cusp 
could be um, kind of mad that they're sad or sad that they're mad. And um, that's, that's, that's kind of how it's going to be. But they also going to have great ideas about spirituality um, and be able to spiritually engage in um, their fiery energy. So they'll be able in, in healthier, um, healthier examples of them, they'll be able to engage in spiritual energy with a strong fire. So there's lots of little um, specialties of these uh, zodiac signs. So you definitely want to check it out if you're on the cusp. Now, um, your rising sign can kind of be a little cuspy too, uh, like if you're at zero degrees or something like that. Um, but most of the time, if it's in there, it's in there. But I just thought, I just think it's very interesting when it's at 29 degrees or zero degrees or something like that, you want to be paying attention to those planets that are like that. Okay. And, but back to our report on the 20, on the 23rd, there's another rectangle going on. So you could be um, some more of that sort of energy where things are coming you know, things that you've been trying to manifest or trying to come in and trying to, so what's actually happening is Saturn is starting to move its way out of Aquarius. It's on its way out. So a lot of the destined things that it's kind of like, oh, you made it this far. And so uh, I was listening to an astrology report today and I was inspired by thinking about how, I, and I've also heard Rick Levine talk about how Saturn can be very karmic how it can be, you know, it can be hard, yes, but it can also be a gift, okay? It can also give you a gift. If you've done your work, it will give you the gift. And so as it moves out of Aquarius, it will probably give you a gift. So what have you mastered in the last two years? So, um, so I'm pretty sure that these rectangles that we're seeing sort of leading up to this at the end of the year and probably into early next year, is meant to kind of um, like end those things, okay? So Jupiter and Jupiter is in Aries and Pluto's in Capricorn, Lilith is in Cancer and Ceres is in Libra. And so you're just going to see these parts of your life. So Libra, Cancer, Capricorn, and Aries, you want to find out where those are. And, and you can see the connections on your chart and be like, oh, Okay, so it's just going to depend on how that falls on your chart. And you can just imagine a rectangle drawn in between the middle there. And those areas, those four corners of the rectangle are, are actually going to come together to make something destined for you. Okay? Yeah, what are you determined to do? Because Friday, Friday's the day that is Venus's day, and the moon will conjunct Venus in Capricorn. So the moon is in motion and in Capricorn with Venus, which is about relationships and what we value again. So yeah, bringing light to what do you really love? What do you really determine to make happen in your life? Mm -hmm. Could also be about um, just saying, because of that whole Venus energy, style and stuff like that so fun. it could be very much about what you're wearing or something like that so if you're gonna wait to figure out what you're gonna wear to your family or whatever for christmas <laughs> wait till the 23rd <laughs> and then do it 
There you okay. go. <laughs> Rachel Venus's day on the 23rd. That's yeah. cute. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then um, on the 24th, which is Christmas Eve, I want to say if you have to pick with your family, if you're going to hang out on the 24th or the 25th, I would pick the 25th, okay? Um, because there's going to be a lot of oppositions. And let me just say, um, oppositions, they're harder to master. You know, a square, you can master that energy. You can figure out a way to deal with it, okay? In fact, they're meant to be mastered. But an opposition is meant to be tolerated, okay? So that's going to be a lot of pull, 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 pull. It's going to feel like you're being pulled in one direction and then the opposite direction. And that's that's never fun, really, honestly. And so there's going to be, because of the party in Capricorn that we were talking about a couple days ago, um, it's, it's going to happen again, uh, but... You know, Lilith and Pallas are in Cancer, and um, Pluto, the Moon, Venus, and Mercury are mostly conjunct in Capricorn, okay? Um, so that means <laughs> it's going to be a lot of pooling energy, particularly on mm. independence, and this is the way I want to do it, you know, woman power. So, you know, if you're not feeling it, maybe wait till the next day. Like, I know a lot of families get together for New Year, for Christmas Eve. And I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> mostly just because of the opposition. So, or do a lot of yoga, Okay, do so that practice, yeah. do your morning practice or whatever it is that helps keep you calm because uh, you're going to need it that day. Okay, you're just going to need it's going to feel like a lot of push and pull along with that party in Capricorn. Now, it will a lot of it will be destined and things like that. But again, you know, just just it, it could be a challenging day. If I was going to pick the challenging day of the week, this would be it. It would be Christmas Eve. Now, Palace of Fortune will be in Aries on this day. So if you have anything to do uh, around Aries um, regarding, you know, regarding business or anything like that, you want to tend to it on this day, okay? Especially if it's in your house of Aries. So, you know, just pay attention to where that is. Is it in the, is it in the fourth house? That's your house of roots. Maybe there's something you need to say to your parents, might as well just go ahead and do it. And <laughs> since you're there, um, if it's in the fifth house and, you know, you want to be thinking about, you want to think about romance and creativity, maybe you stay home and paint or something, okay? And uh, if it's more in the sixth house, that's going to be, that's going to be like um, daily living and health, okay? Health. So if you wanted to start something uh, like a new health plan or something like that or, or figured out a new plan, this is the day. The 24th and the 25th, actually, it's both days. Yeah, a plan like that's good for Saturn's day. Saturday is Saturn's day, so that kind of thing, plans like that. Mm -hmm. Just in case you're not a big Christmas well, person. What does it mean, Hollis, when the moon is going to pass over Pluto? 
in Capricorn. Yeah. That always makes me a little nervous. Can you talk about that? <laughs> so the moon is emotion and Pluto is transformation, but it also represents death, rebirth. Yeah. Kind of heavy. So the moon, thank goodness, moves pretty quickly. So yeah. Um. So those types of transits are not as influential on us. Um, unless we have something there. Okay. okay. So, um, but when for the collective, it will influence the collective because it's Pluto, right? And so, and it's in Capricorn. And with the moon, I'm going to say that it could get kind of emotional. Mm. It could get kind of sensitive. It could also get a little on the intuitive side. Okay. Um, you know, death and things like that. If you if you're dealing with the loss of a loved one, you might really experience it mm. on Christmas Eve. Okay, mm. like you're really gonna be feeling the loss of you know whoever you've lost. A lot of people have lost a lot. It's just fun. It's just overwhelming how many people are suffering from grief right now. So if you are suffering from grief and you're trying to figure out how to manage yourself through this holiday, I'm going to say, you know what, it might seem harder, but actually it's not going to be. Go ahead and let, you know, spend some time and allow yourself to cry or do whatever you need to do on Christmas Eve to help yourself heal and then move on uh, on Christmas Day, honestly. Because it'll yeah. be a little bit easier by then yeah. because the moon won't be on because the moon will move pretty quickly. So it's not going to last very long. So if you feel that come up for you, this too uh, shall pass. This too shall pass. <laughs> it'll be pretty quick. That's good. Good okay. advice there. Yeah. Thanks for explaining that. You're welcome. Um, the 25th, the Christmas day. Which will be Sunday, the sun's day. Honestly, honestly, there's a, a T-square. But like I always say, you know, squares are meant to be a little bit easier. Um, and the T-square on this day, you know, just stay engaged in that Capricorn and that Capricorn area and stay uh, shining your light. Just stay in in that energy. Don't get engaged in that Jupiter Aries series Libra push pull energy about being independent and doing the thing with the you know, being in relationship, that's going to pull on each other. That's Aries and Libra energy pulling on each other. So just, just, just stick with the tradition. <laughs> just well, stick with it. <laughs> the moon is in Aquarius. And oh, Aquarius, boy. <laughs> the moon enters Aquarius. Aquarius can sometimes be a pot stirrer. Yeah. Uh, but I have to say the moon is happy in Aquarius. The moon likes to be in Aquarius. It gets balanced in Aquarius. Um, Aquarius on the positives is idealistic, uh, creative. They're real humanitarians and environmentalists and progressive. They can sometimes be unpredictable and contrarians and aloof, potentially tactless and <laughs> a fixed opinion. You know, there's a range in all of these things. I try to be very clear and say what the range is. But the range in Aquarius is that the moon is happy, but as much as some people are going to want to honor tradition, 
Aquarians generally don't honor traditions. Yeah, they don't. It's gotta be, it's gotta make sense for their reasons, not for, well, this is why we always do it this way. So again, I get a little nervous, you know, we still got that Mars and Gemini, but the good news is, is that the moon is trining Mars. Okay. Okay. So that's, that makes me hopeful. So the mm. moon is happier in Aquarius and it's trining Mars that goes, whew, okay, so at least it's not in a contrarian thing there. And um, it's conjunct Saturn. If they are contrarian, they might be able to figure out a way. Um, if you do find yourself wanting to go against tradition for whatever reason, there's lots of queers out there that need to go against tradition for a variety of reasons. If that happens, try to find a way to integrate the tradition, but in a new way, okay? So, um, you know, some traditions that I've had to had to endure are like waiting for one person to open a present at a time, <laughs> which is perfectly fine if the group is like four or five people. But when it's, uh, you know, 12 or 13 people, it starts to get like, and each person has a half dozen gifts, it can start to get a little like, you know, you're laying on the couch like, right, okay. And and these people are opening gifts and, and then there's always the person that opens the gift, you know, one piece of tape at a time where they wanna save the wrapping paper or something. <laughs> Okay, and it's just, okay, so you can see how that tradition could could kind of um, definitely push the Mars and Gemini person over here off the edge. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, with Uranus on my ascendant, I'm like, ah, good grief, we have to figure out a way to do this, a different way to do this. So, um, you know, if there's some tradition that is going on that you don't want to engage in, I'm just going to make a good, strong tr suggestion that maybe you can team up with the Aquarius in your family <laughs> and the two of you can figure out a way to make the tradition still there, yet, um, yet, yet still more effective. Okay. Maybe try to find some sort of compromise that works that a little bit better. That combo could come up with something really special. Mm -hmm. You just, you're, be mm -hmm. willing to be delightfully surprised. Yeah. 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 What you don't want to do is dig in, like Aquarius has to be able to spin. And the the uh, the opposite of Taurus, right? Where they're likely to want to plant their feet, right? So uh, as long as we can stay in that enlightened Aquarian energy, I think it'll it'll be very sweet and you know the the thing is is that there's a square that's happening and so you know from a queer perspective the north node and uranus they've been like this for a really long time so that's that's faded energy the mm -hmm. north node that's you know? the gender revolution and whatnot coming on absolutely mm -hmm. and, and so those two are opposite saturn and the moon and that's so that square that conversation is in and the Saturn and Moon in Aquarius, of course. So there's that. Yeah. Aquarius is the ultimate LGBTQIA um, ally, just going to say. 
in oh, most most really good way to most it. Aquarian people or people with strong Aquarius placements I find are usually amazing allies um or they're at least not homophobes at the very least um and it's just it's just one of the signs that and I also notice that a lot of queers have many placements in Aquarius if they don't have Uranus on their ascendant or or um, something like that. So um, there's lots of different placements for queers. It comes through a lot of different ways. We all know we we all come through in a lot of different ways. The rainbow is a rainbow for a reason because we all come through in different colors, lesbian versus gay men versus uh, queer people versus transgender people and uh, gender fluid people versus gender questioning people and allies. But we all, but we all have some things in common, and that's revolutionary energy, which um, is usually represented by Uranus and Aquarius, and that's usually represented, um, you know. And it doesn't mean you have to be an Aquarius Sun. You could be an Aquarius Rising. You could have a stellium in Aquarius. I've seen that a few times. I've also seen people be like an Aquarius rising, an Aquarius moon or something like that, okay? And so, or or um, or Uranus is in their Aquarius. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's another way to do it. And, uh, and so, you know, um, so those kinds of things, um, you know, it's, it, it, however it gets expressed, um, your queerness is uniquely perfect just the way you are. It probably shows up in your chart somewhere, and if it doesn't involve Uranus or or Aquarius, it probably involves a conjunction of Mars and Venus or a direct opposition of those two, Mars and Venus. And sometimes uh, I notice one of them might be in Aquarius and sometimes Gemini. Um, I've seen people have uh, a conjunction of Mars and Venus in Gemini, and uh, mm. they talk about wanting having two sides okay and uh their masculine side and their feminine side okay and so i'm like oh well that's very interesting so that's another way queerness comes through so don't box yourself in us queers we know how unique all and every single one of us are we all come through in a different way and we all do it differently and that's perfectly okay um and the um other thing that I want to point out in our forecast this week is Mercury is going to go retrograde on December 29th. So the 25th and even the 24th um, is within the shadow period of that. Okay, so this week, especially around Christmas Eve, maybe even the 23rd, but I don't usually notice it. I know that some astrologers say like the shadow is about seven days out, but you know, my charts, uh, I, I'm a Virgo, so it's ruled by, it's ruled by Mercury. So I definitely feel Mercury retrograde when it happens. Boy, do I feel it. Um, it usually happens within like about four or five days before Mercury actually goes retrograde and then it, if 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 it happens early and then sometimes it'll happen just the day before or on the day it sometimes might depend on the zodiac that it's in so mercury's going retrograde on the 29th so you want to be just paying attention to your communication 
Um, and back step up, back, back your up computers up, back up your computers, like way back on the 19th, take care of any software or computer things you need to do. Try to take care of that earlier in the week. Um, don't wait until Christmas day. Cause you might have a frustrating day. If you need to set up a computer or an electronic device on the 25th, it could be particularly <laughs> challenging. So it could be challenging. It's going to influence back to this day, you know. And I was, I was thinking about that. I was like, oh, Mercury's going to go retrograde on the 29th. Oh, my. Because <laughs> that means Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, people are getting new electronics. And so <laughs> you might want to deal with that in whatever way you can before that okay maybe set if you bought an electronic device for somebody set it up for them okay and then wrap it <laughs> don't wait until christmas day to deal with it because that could be frustrating or yeah just be ready to be in that might take more time than you thought yeah yeah yeah. Well, good to know, and we wish everybody the very best. Yeah, have a great Yule, and have a very Merry Christmas. Um, and, you know. Um, As I like to say, have a Merry Everything, and a Happy Always. It covers everything. Oh, yeah, and Happy Hanukkah, if you're doing that. <laughs> and Kwanzaa. Um, I believe that's happening, and... too, yeah. I don't know, uh, lacrosse isn't here to tell us. Yeah, I yeah. Know. Right. all the different things. <laughs> You're right. So happy holidays. Feliz Navidad. I, I actually personally celebrate Yule. So yeah. that's the day I celebrate, okay? It's also her birthday. Bright light born on a dark night. That's why they call me Bright Hawk. So it's super easy to celebrate on that day. And so, friends, I'm going to pull out three cards. And I hope, like today's report, you will just take each card or each um whatever happens whatever i say you know just take what you like and leave the rest and um you know just remember that it, not everything's meant for you most some of the things are and you know what those things are you know within your own gut your own soul you know what's meant for you Stop the oh, okay right yeah so let me um um, just focus on the tarot here and this is in our past so this is the page of swords and if you take a look at this this guy first of all swords represent thoughts and actions okay so like it represents how we think about something and then do it right and that's exactly what this is so what actions have you taken forward to go forward here it is and this is reminding you of the actions you've taken, especially anything that had to do with spiritual things or or even actions that you did for other people, things like that. That's exactly what this is about. It's meant to be a reminder, okay? A reminder of the actions you've taken. Now, those actions have led you to a beautiful, <clears throat> beautiful wonderful celebratory relationship um and including um not just relationships with love and stuff like that but it could also be um yeah i was trying to get the light on that 
Um, it's the Ten of Pentacles. So this is also about resources and having all you need and being in abundance. And that's exactly what this card is about. So this is about being in abundance. And so celebrating that abundance energy that you're experiencing right now. So just remember to be grateful for that abundance and focus on that abundance. Now, the next card I have is for the future, and it's a little bit of a warning card because it tends to warn you about temptation. It's the devil card. It's warning you about the temptation maybe to have two or three pieces of pie or, uh, or to engage in behaviors that you probably wouldn't be proud of, okay? And that's really what this card is about. It's about temptation, okay? It's about... The parts of a, all of us are tempted to do things that we wouldn't be proud of, okay? Every single one of us. And this is about saying, be careful of engaging in that energy. Um, and I, I'm going to take it as a warning because this tends to be a relationship card. And so you want to be careful about any temptations that you may have. Just be, just be wary of engaging in energies that you wouldn't be proud of because it's probably not going to be the greatest of choices okay so as you're going forward be careful with that and you know like i said the right here and now is great relationship great relations awesome resources being in abundance in every way and it's mostly because of those actions that you've taken in the past you've done really well to take those actions in a good way. So also this card could also be about like the temptation to, you know, flip the, the kitchen table over on your mom or, you know, okay. Just, just as much as we sometimes, some of us might like to do that. Just, just don't. Or, and also this could also be about alcohol, which comes out at a lot of people's Christmas table. So I just want to give you a heads up. Maybe you just have one because when you have two or three, the mouth can get loose. And the next thing you know, you've, you've said too much. So, uh, so I just want to say, you know, you might want to engage in some other energy and beware of that temptation. Okay. And when we set our intentions to have peace and love and harmony, then things like that can happen. And if we're, you know, forewarned is for, I don't want to say forearmed, but it, that's what they say, right? So that's what we're trying to help you with is there's some energies that are all around us and we're all exposed to them and we have an opportunity to make choices and we want to help you make good choices. We know you will. Mm -hmm. And the more you know, the easier it is to make good choices. Right. And I know this time could be hard for some people. For uh, people sure. Our heart goes out to everybody that way. Yeah, like no matter what's going on, just hang on through this. You know, it's just a passing time. It's just a holiday. You don't have to celebrate it if you don't want to. And um, you absolutely can just stay home and watch movies. Let me just empower you to do whatever you do. I do. Whatever makes you happy. Uh, <laughs> do whatever you want. You don't have to go do anything that you don't want to do. Just saying. Okay, I don't know why we feel obligated to, but we do. Um, and so I'm just letting you know, you heard it here. You don't have to do jack shit if you don't want to. <laughs> do what makes you happy. Do whatever makes you feel good, okay? And take care of yourself. Give yourself some self-love. 
and please we appreciate you if you comment if you uh like or share um share it on your timeline you know let people know that you listen to rainbow soul um let your friends know um we totally appreciate you we appreciate our li our listeners we appreciate every single one of you who who uh, listens on a regular basis and shares and subscribes and all of that happy stuff so thanks for pushing all the buttons we appreciate you and i'm hollis and thank you bright hawk my pleasure great job you're i always learn from you <laughs> and great reading so thank you i hope you guys enjoyed it and we wish you all the very very best all right and happy holiday thank you for listening to this week's soul astrology and subscribing liking sharing and reviewing we hope you enjoy this dose of soul astrology and encourage you to embrace the week ahead with an open mind and heart so that you may integrate the deepest of lessons from the stars take a moment to step outside and honor the planet stars and moon in the sky with your heart integrate the messages that resonate and leave the rest for someone else we deeply appreciate each and every one of you always remember that you are perfectly unique human with an exclusive star map of your destiny your soul purpose and your heart's desire thank you again for tuning in to rainbow soul